This is FM 100.5, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place to Talk. Stand by, Rutherford County. The WGNS Action Line continues a search for truth. Right now that time, 8.15, you're tuned in to WGNS on this Wednesday morning. With us from the Murfreesboro Police Department this morning, we have Clayton Williams, Amy Denton, and also Larry Flowers. How is everybody doing this morning? Good morning. Great. Good, Scott. Doing well, Scott. Well, good. Good. Got that out of the way. <laughs> so so what? what's new? I mean, I, I understand there's a COVID-19 virus out there right now. That's Clayton, let me know. I didn't yeah, know that. Thank yeah, you. Thank yeah, you. sorry. It's, I just want to make sure you were aware. <laughs> so are, are, are people still wearing masks? I, I know it's you know still mandated, but are you, I mean, out in the community, what are you seeing? The most I've seen is when you uh, get out of your car and start towards the store, about 20 feet from the door, everybody stops and digs in their pocket or their purse, right. grabs their mask, puts it on, and then goes in the store, which... You know, I guess out in the parking lot, you're in the fresh air, so it's not an issue. But I think people are wearing them where they feel they need to. You know, you know, I'm curious. What about those who are breaking the law? I mean, when you pull somebody over, well, obviously, if they're in the car by themselves, doesn't matter. But let's say somebody is busted for shoplifting. Are the criminals wearing the, the mask? I don't know if we've run any stats on that. Um, I th- <laughs> that's a good question. I, I I don't know how to honestly answer, but I know our approach, you know, when we encounter folks that if uh, if they're not wearing a mask and they need to be by the mandate of uh, the mayor, then we try to educate. Um, we try to, if they need help uh, getting something, getting some supplies, we'll try to direct them to that or help them provide it if we can. Um, but, uh, yeah, we just try to really do an educational approach to anybody that. Uh, may not be in compliance with that to kind of help it out and just get through this thing together you know it's it's interesting the whole mask thing but the mask of course hides people's faces so have you had any reports of you know those who are shoplifting now they they can't be identified as easily i think i've seen a few bolos i'll let larry wear some of our shopping bolo for a mask man (laughs) yeah exactly exactly (laughs) yeah uh typically in the narrative they would note that you know the person you know had a face covering on or not but uh, I had our crime data analyst uh, to run a query and basically we had more last year you know because I guess that's when criminals really cover their faces uh, when they committed these crimes so I don't think there's a correlation in you know face covering now because of COVID and you know an increase of um, you know burglaries or, or, or robberies or anything of that nature and so uh, that that's where we stand. Maybe now the criminals will be just opposite. Let's not wear a face covering today. I'm going <laughs> to rob this bank. You know, that, that, that kind of thing. I guess that doesn't happen that way. It would make it a lot easier, though, to solve, it, I, I would exactly, think. Exactly. But, you know, you, you don't think a whole lot about criminals and, and masks. You know, if they're breaking the law, why wouldn't they, you know, break the mandate, too, and not wear a mask? But it does seem like it makes it a lot harder for people to be identified because we almost all look the same now with a mask on. Right. It, it does make it uh, a little more difficult to, uh, you know, to identify. But, 
you know, like I said, I don't think a mask or a face covering is going to, you know, deter criminals from, you know, doing what, you know, they've always done, you know, continue to, uh, to victimize people. And um, I guess if there is any indication um, from January 1st through August 31st um, of this year, you know, we've had roughly 67 robberies, 227 burglaries. But if you compare that to the same time last year, January 1st through August 31st of 2019, you know, there were, um, and, and, I, and I misspoke there, January 2019, yeah, there were 69 robberies and 364 burglaries. So we're seeing a 30% uh, decline or decrease in burglaries the same time last year. So, you know, I know people try to correlate more crime with face coverings, but, you know, the numbers are here. You know, again, 69 robberies, 364 burglaries from January 1st. 2019 to August 31st, 2019, in the same time period this year, 67 robberies, which is kind of stable, and 227 burglaries uh, as of August 31st. So, you know, like I said, it, you know, a lot of people will try to correlate, you know, COVID-19 and, and, and crime, but, you know, even you, I don't know if you recall, um, Earlier in the, the process, you had asked about domestics, and, mm -hmm. and you know, we had seen a reduction uh, from the same time last year. So I guess it's on people's mind now, yeah. is it happening because of COVID-19? But, uh, you know, according to the numbers, it, it's not. So crimes like uh, domestic violence, child abuse, DUI arrest, public intoxication, those types of things, are those not rising? I don't have those numbers in front of me. Uh, last time we were here with you, I thought we had a, a detailed list. So it wouldn't be up, you know, until today's date. And and if you don't mind, if you want to go to another question, I'll try to find those, uh, find that list, and it will give you an indication up until that time period. You, you know, it's, it's interesting. When things like COVID-19 strike, of course, we've never seen anything like this before, but I, I think people just expect the worst out of everybody because fear you know that they, they fear that there's going to be more break-ins there's going to be more burglaries people are out of work people have cut hours at work so people automatically fear the worst and and i don't know that that's necessarily the case right now it sounds like yeah. and, and i'm digging for those numbers uh hold on. i think that uh, when people are scared in general then then they're scared of being victimized um but the, the burglaries are probably down. I'm gonna just mm -hmm. theorize. You know, more people are home, so there's less opportunity. That's true. Um, and then uh, with all of the federal help that people have gotten, the unemployment increase, and and the um, you know the debit cards for food. If you have children in schools, then the parents okay. have gotten debit cards for food. There's been a lot of relief come to people that may not otherwise have gotten it. So hopefully some of the um, reasons behind some of the theft have maybe diminished. And totally a personal theory, but it may be. And I think Larry's got some updated numbers with domestic violence and things along those lines. Yeah. Uh, Larry, what, what have you, or Clayton, Clayton. Hey, yeah, we're gonna toss it around here. <laughs> Equal opportunity, right? Um, looks, if, and this is current until July 25th, um, for comparison, 
beginning of the year to July 25th, 19, and then July 25th of 20. Uh, some differences here. Looks like, and you were asking about domestic, is that right? Right, and domestic violence, child abuse, uh, those types of things, or DUI arrest. Because, you know, you hear so many people talking about, they, they assume there's an increase in those numbers, but I don't know that we've actually heard factual information on it yet. The... I'm sorry, I'm going down this list. So assault, um, we've got uh, aggravated assaults are actually, um, they're up slightly, uh, about, about you know, small, up 27 from that time this time. And they don't break down uh, domestic difference. Uh, they're under just simple assault. It is, let's get down to the S's. So sorry. now a simple assault, versus aggravated aggravated would be what with a weapon is that either with a weapon or where somebody uh, serious bodily injuries inflicted um simple assault is actually down uh we're d uh, down 73 so about 10 mm, percent uh, from this time last year um yeah so it's it's just kind of and being in the middle of a year also and those type of fluctuations when we're talking uh, under 10 percent i mean that can that can drastically change in a week. Um, so, you know, we, we wouldn't want to uh, say that some of this is not direct, directly related to COVID. I'm sure that it is a possibility. Um, but these numbers, as we see year after year, they just, they tend to fluctuate quite a bit. So, um, you know, we, it's interesting and we'll kind of keep up with it and compare it again next year. You know, that I think that's a big thing is we'll really kind of know the effect that COVID has had on overall crime and some numbers way after this is over with so we can get some comparable data um in the post uh, post of covid so um yeah it's it's just a uh, it's interesting you know but uh we don't want to hang our hat on that so you know back when everything was normal school was in session kids were in school police officers if they saw a teenager out walking in the middle of the day when they should be in school, they would obviously stop and say, hey, you know, what, what's going on? What are you not doing in school? Mm -hmm. What is what is going on with that today? Because you see kids out and, well, they don't necessarily have to be in school if they're doing distant learning because they could be doing school pretty much any time. So what do you do in those situations? Well, you have to do some investigating. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think Amy's going to share with us on that. I was just going to say, I think our officers, if they have a reason to stop and talk to the child or the teenager, they do just, mm -hmm. <clears throat> excuse me, just strike up a conversation. Um, and some of that is just community policing. Just you see people out, stop and talk to them. Um, but I think, like you said, with school being at school and at home and, you know, I, I've known some people that have gone to the beach and done school on, at the beach. I mean, it, things look really different right now mm -hmm. so just to see a school-age person out probably not a truancy issue um, I actually saw a meme this morning that said that uh, you know child was sad the parent asked him why and the child said well because of zoom now there's never going to be another snow day I so I you know I mean there's lots of changes going on so our, our street officers um, you know they they've had to kind of roll with the changes as it's gone you know and for the high schools for example their capacity is what 40 percent less than what it was as far as the students who are actually in the classroom now i think county schools is 
crept up on about 50 percent yes learning. it's gone up a All lot across I, county and I'm, I'm i don't know what the number is today but in the beginning there it was 40 percent, which is just wild i mean that's that's a huge percent of the population mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it is and the thing is you know we're it's school time now mm-hmm. um so normally we would be talking about um school bus safety and, and school traffic safety and things like that we still need to think about that yeah um because the school buses are running there are still kids riding the bus um there are still kids walking to school but on top of that at a time of the year that we normally think the kids are not on the streets in the neighborhoods so we don't need to watch for bicycles at 10 o'clock on a wednesday we do need to watch for bicycles in the neighborhoods and, and on streets so we've got to kind of retrain our brains i think as far as safety on the streets involving kids and all that you, you know i do wonder what's going to happen after the whole covid pandemic goes away are we going to see more homeschoolers are we what, what i mean we just don't know what's going to happen but it's it's interesting right now to see how students are learning i mean you've got kids who are waking up at 11 o'clock 12 noon and then they start school you know so yeah. what's going to happen next? <clears throat> when you can answer that, Scott, you may end up on the ballot in November. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> but it's it's so different today when compared to just one year ago. It's amazing how fast things can actually change. It is, and I think it also shows um, not every kid is the same. Not every kid learns the same. So I think our education system probably is in, in flux right now, honestly. Um, just like a lot of corporations you know people went home and worked from home and some of them have been working from home for six months so our huge office building is going to be a thing of the past because you know corporations may decide they can save money setting up people in their home offices and not paying maintenance and upkeep on a building and still get the work done well and you already have people in the community talking about how much money the schools could save if we didn't have to build you know three four more schools over the next 10 years because we have distant learners even though this was something that was never really thought of before right um i've heard ideas kicked around before about having um, like a day shift and evening shift school Mm -hmm. use the same building so i I think that uh, i think the opportunities and the options are probably endless at this point well i think it was coffee county that changed their school to you know one day group a goes to school then next day group b and and so forth so if if schools like coffee county are doing that now i could see that happening in rutherford county as well Uh, warren county has it broken down Um, if your last name is a through l you go monday wednesday if it's m through z you go tuesday thursday and then no one's in the building no students are in the building on friday and they kind of use the weekend as a deep clean Um, i heard of another another system somewhere a through L kids go Monday, Tuesday. Nobody goes Wednesday, and they kind of fumigate the building. Hmm. And then M through Z goes Thursday, Friday, and they fumigate it again on the weekend. So, you know, I, it can be done. Um, I think it's probably double workload on the teachers, and I don't know how long that can continue because uh, they're doing an in-class lesson plan, and then they're having to do an online version of that. Um, so I, I don't know. And then you have college students doing what they do best and that's skipping class because they're doing work from home now my daughter is actually going through uh, a certification course started in february was in person for about a month and has been online ever since 
uh, was due to finish in November, but there's some clinicals and practicums that she's supposed to do. That right now we don't know how that's going to work out because it's in the medical field. So are they going to allow medical students into medical settings, or is her school time just going to get extended? So I just lots of questions. Well, and then you have MTSU ending. At, at Thanksgiving you know usually you'd come back after Thanksgiving break but not this semester you know it, it's ending mm-hmm. at Thanksgiving so everybody is doing things totally different mm-hmm. it, it seems like some of the things that people are doing is going to be saving taxpayers dollars for sure uh, then other things I'm sure are going to cost more right and I've heard some questions about you know paying full tuition and not quite getting a full semester so I think all of that's probably up there too. They MTSU ended their spring semester at spring break, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. No, our interns had to they their time got cut a little short. So during the whole COVID crisis, the pandemic, whatever you want to call it, you also have regular police work going on with <laughs> investigations of just crimes that you see every day. Uh, I, I know Larry, you sent out a press release recently about. Uh, a family wanting answers in a murder case that happened not too long ago. So those things are also continuing to happen. You know, COVID has no impact on that kind of crime. Right. Uh, what What are we seeing with that most recent murder that took place where the family is wanting to know who may have done it? And it sounded like it was a person who walked out of their apartment and they literally, they weren't targeted in the beginning. It just It just happened. Right. From uh, what it appears, the preliminary investigation uh, reveals that the um, roommate of the victim was outside talking on the phone and apparently was approached by someone who, you know, attempted to rob him. So he was able to get back inside of his apartment and the uh, suspect um, only described as a male. We don't have a it was only a vague description. So really wish we had a you know, a description that we can get give out where people, you know, could recognize this person. But he banged on the window of the apartment and then from um, basically ended up um, and ended up um, firing a shot through the front door. So the shot that went through the front door is what killed the, the victim? Yeah, the victim was on the other side of the door inside of his apartment and, and was struck uh, by a bullet and unfortunately unfortunately he did not uh, survive and so and that right was at Northfield Commons Northfield Commons on uh, Willowbrook uh, Drive uh, 24 year old victim um, and apparently you know the family is just seeking you know justice in this they want to know who killed their loved one and so um, you know they've been speaking with our detectives and so detectives wanted to, you know, share this uh, again, and that's why we did a follow-up uh, uh, media release to try to, you know, get some answers. And you know, um, anyone that was there that particular, you know, evening, 9:08 in the evening, so a lot of people are still awake, and um, so hopefully somebody saw something and can help, you know, this family get closure and help these detectives. Uh, you know, bring this suspect to justice. I, I don't ever remember a case in Murfreesboro where somebody, where the victim was shot through the front door and the victim was on the inside of, of the apartment or house. You know, I just, I've never heard that before. <clears throat> there was one other case, I think, that was just outside the edge of the county, um, right, right in Christiana area, where it was a disturbance and somebody shot through the front door. They, 
this was a case where I think they both folks know knew each other, but uh, that's the only one I can recall. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, it's just bizarre the things that do happen, the things that unfold that you never would expect mm-hmm. to actually happen. Mm-hmm. What what else is happening out there where detectives are still looking for a suspect? Well, um, last week we had uh, three individuals to enter the uh, Sunglass Hut over on Medical Center Parkway and uh, just went in and stole, you know, almost over $8,300 worth of designer sunglasses. You know, walked in the store, you know, started picking up those items. And um, when the, um, the clerk was distracted, turned his back, you know, they ran out of the store. And so I uh, fled the scene in a red four-door Altima, uh, Kia Altima. And so, um, you know, and they were able to get away. So uh, detectives believe that they're responsible for committing you know, similar thefts, you know, in this area as well. And so Detective uh, Dominique Rowley is working that particular case. And, of course, if anyone, you know, has any information, they can reach him at 629-201-5613, or they can email him at 0921 at gov. You know, the Sunglass Hut theft, that's... $8,000 worth of sunglasses is, is pretty crazy. Um, you know, in the past, we've heard about thefts at Victoria's Secret out there, and I haven't heard anything recently about any any more thefts at Victoria's Secret. Is that <laughs> is that gone away, or are we still seeing anything with it? They closed uh, for a while. So when the store is closed, it kind of takes the opportunity of shoplifters away. Um, and then seems like they redesigned their store. So uh, that may have had some prevention measures included in there. Um, they closed the store permanently that was in Stones River Mall. So they may have more staff working at the avenue now, too, which could help maybe deter some of that. Hey, there was a point Don't where... Don't jinx us, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> they were getting hit every, every three months or so, it yeah. seemed like. Uh, it seems like some arrests were made in... Metro or Hendersonville, uh, a small group of people that were kind of making the rounds in the mid-state area, stealing quite a bit of merchandise from Victoria's Secret stores. Um, Seems like there was an arrest made in that. You know, it it used to be where those who are doing the shoplifting, they would sell the goods they steal at flea markets. But Nashville Flea Market, for example, it went away for the most part for several months. Now it's a virtual flea market, which mm-hmm. I don't know how successful that will be because something about being in person at a flea market, you want to be in person to negotiate prices and all that stuff. But I wonder if things like that going away or being paused, if that has slowed down crime as well, because it kind of takes away the market for selling things other than Marketplace and Craigslist. But you know, Marketplace, you can do it without ever seeing the person. You can Venmo or pay- PayPal them the money and they'll ship the product to you. So that's kind of a, a shoplifter dream. Yeah. You know, they don't get seen by their their customer, I guess you could say, um, and they've gotten away with the items. So it's it's pure profit for them, and the post office or whatever shipping company does the delivering for them. So they get to just sit at home and Rick download the, the money from their PayPal account. Yeah. You know, I I've even seen some marketplace ads recently saying uh, this is a contactless 
you know, mm-hmm. purchase. You, mm-hmm. I will leave it on my front doorstep. Mm-hmm. You pay through Venmo, which which mm-hmm. is kind of weird to begin with. <laughs> First of all, I, I I wouldn't want just to leave something out for somebody to come pick up, and but it's just odd the way things are done today. It is, and and I get tickled at fast food restaurants that say it's contactless delivery. They put your food in the bag. They put the bag in a little plastic box. And they hold the plastic box out the window, and you pick up the bag. They just set in the box. It's like, we, okay, we didn't both touch it at the same time, but you just touched it, and then I touched it. So. Yeah, and, and how many thousand of people came through the same line and got their yeah. food out of the same box? Right uh, yeah, before? exactly. Maybe more germs doing it that way. I don't know. I don't know. We're all trying. I'm sure we're all failing miserably at times, but we're trying to not spread germs. We got a text message uh, question here. It says, I... I was moved by the man who always wanted to own their business and live the American dream of ownership. He was robbed and shot in shot in the beer and tobacco store in Halls Hill Pike. So I guess they're asking about the person who was robbed and I guess shot at the beer and tobacco store on Halls Hill Pike. I I, I recall it, but I don't know exactly when that one was. It was that one earlier this year. It, it was earlier this year. The uh, the victim has recovered. He's back home, and um, unfortunately, we still haven't been able to develop a suspect in this particular case. Uh, the vehicle still hasn't been uh, recovered. So that's the key in helping to get this uh, this case solved. So detectives are actively investigating that particular case but the store owner you know has recovered he's he's back home not sure if he's back to work yet but when i last talked with uh the the, uh, detective working the case um you know again the um victim was out of the hospital he had back home recovering and doing well and then we have another question that looks like a school bus question it says i was driving on northfield and a school bus stopped to unload on the other side of the median, everyone in both directions stopped, and it says, I started to go, but thought everyone would call my license plate in for breaking the law, possibly even the bus driver. Would I have been breaking the law, though? It depends. <clears throat> um, Northfield, there's different, some of it is divided by a turn lane, some of it is divided by an actual physical barrier you know with grass median if you're in the area where it's actually physically divided um, there's actually something there besides just a center turn lane the other side does not have to stop if you're in a section where there is no physical barrier in between then you do have to stop so stop in some areas don't stop in others <laughs> makes it easy enough right there and that's it if i and i see people i would just tell that person i see it happen a lot on even on broads i've seen it uh, in divided areas there were people stop I mean some people get frustrated um, I guess I would just say don't slam on your brakes to cause an accident behind you but if other people are stopping and you stop it's it does not going to hurt anything I guess I would say uh, yeah. so just be aware of what's behind look around look behind you for that so. you know the interesting thing about school buses the, the times that they spend unloading and picking up children each morning and afternoon is less because there are less kids out there now so the bus routes are not as long as they used to be and so a lot of people aren't seeing the school buses out like they used to Mm -hmm. yeah Uh, yeah it's uh that and i think they're having to they're exactly the routes are not only changed they're not allowing as many students per bus so you know that that's another thing too so um and and you're right they're able to get around quicker because their load isn't is as uh is heavy so uh, you know 
but still when you see those flashing yellow lights and flashing red lights when you're coming up on those signs you know use extra care uh, hey if you got those guys i will say this they they typically run about the same time every day you know within five minutes so if you encounter that on your route to work and that's causing you a problem or uh, if that's just too stressful for you then i would just encourage you to leave a little bit earlier or a little bit later and avoid that so um, yeah because those routes are fixed and they try to keep to a pretty good schedule we're going to take a short break and then we'll come right back and if you have a question feel free to text us your question 615-893-1450 with us this morning from the Murfreesboro Police Department, Clayton Williams, Amy Denton, and Larry Flowers. And again, you can text us any questions you may have, 615-893-1450. Time right now, 843. This is Jason with Tire World. We're having our annual at-cost tire sale now through Saturday. That's right, all tire brands will be sold at cost for one week only. Not only will all tire prices be drastically reduced, but increased savings with manufacturer rebates as well. So if you're in need of tires and looking for the best price around, you will not want to miss Tire World's annual at cost tire sale. At Tire World, we keep your family rolling. This is Peter Demas, and I invite your family to come and join our family back at Demas's restaurants. One of the things that we have always done is we have been very careful with the way that we sanitize our tables. We have mandatory hand washing stations. Our employees are required to wear masks. We are just overall just being very careful with everything that we are doing and the way we handle food, the way we handle plates to ensure everybody's safety as they return and start enjoying the dining room experience again. Demas's restaurants on Broad Street in Murfreesboro. If I could talk to the animals. Here at Animal City, we have a variety of products to suit almost any pet, including premium foods, toys, and habitat accessories. Hi, this is Amanda from Animal City, 919 Northwest Broad Street in Murfreesboro. Here at Animal City, we are happy to be here to help you take care of your pets. We are well stocked with a variety of enrichment items for your pet, including toys and treats to keep them entertained. Animal City, 919 Northwest Broad Street in Murfreesboro. Listen live to WGNS Radio on our website, Analexa, or Google devices. Search WGNS Radio for on-demand podcasts in iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Plus, we have direct links to podcasts at WGNSRadio.com. Precision Air knows you want the air inside your home as safe and clean as possible. Clean the air in your home with an affordable UV system. WGNS listeners get $50 off. 615-930-0088. A whole house air purifier. 615-930-0088. This is Kim Dunaway from Sunshine Nutrition Center. You hear me on Monday mornings at 720 talking about how to lead a healthier lifestyle. We carry supplements, personal care, and grocery items at both our Murfreesboro and Smyrna locations, family-owned and operated since 1989. Napa know-how. Get all the quality parts you need at your locally-owned Napa. Because right now, when you order from Napa online, you can pick up curbside at your local store in just 30 minutes. Or get your order delivered direct to your door with free one-day shipping and over 160,000 quality parts when you spend $35 or more. Quality parts delivered quickly and safely. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating stores, standard ground shipping and exclusions apply. 
Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Ace is the only national retailer that carries Benjamin Moore paint, which means the paint you trust and a huge selection of colors are right in your neighborhood. And right now, when you buy a sample of Benjamin Moore paint, we'll give you $5 off your next paint purchase. So if you're looking for award-winning service and a new look for your home, look no further than Benjamin Moore paint at Ace. Offer valid on gallons of Benjamin Moore, Clark & Kensington, and Royal Paint. Limit one $5 coupon on one gallon purchase to participating Ace stores only. See store for additional details and exclusions. We'll see a few scattered showers and thunderstorms here this afternoon with partial sunshine developing at a high around 90. Southwest winds at 5 to 10 miles per hour. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 77. The Action Line on FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. We're Rutherford County's place to talk. Right now that time, 847, you're tuned in to WGNS, and we have another question here for police. It says, let me, I I don't have my glasses on either, so I can (laughs) move everything around. I heard a crew will be filming a TV video tonight at 5.30 or so at Henry's Florist, or I guess where Henry's Florist used to be or outside of it. It says, will the police be controlling traffic around the square and also for people walking by? Yes. There you go. That's very in-depth. Clayton Williams had an answer. That's, I mean, that's good. That's good. <laughs> I could pontificate upon how that might look, but I just, yeah, the uh, short answer, they there is something going on. They put that out, to, and they actually hired a, some off-duty police officers to help with that to, so they wouldn't impose on anybody in the area. Is this like a big film production? I don't know. Last I heard, it was something regarding uh, just generic footage, I guess, that a, a film company is... Is, is making the only thing i know is they that i remember they said is they're trying to capture a snow scene huh. that's, that's easy to do in the summertime i was gonna say so watch out everybody <laughs> you might be see some snow it's gonna first be week of september mess. in uh, tennessee yeah, yeah that's yeah. that's good timing yeah <laughs> smart film crew they know where to come for snow this time of year yeah now also going on right now all over tennessee would be that booze it and lose it program and i believe i guess the state has extra dollars and they're I guess providing grants for local police departments all over the place in order to crack down on DUI offenders or any type of intoxicated driver. Yeah. A lot of times uh, they, uh, this time of year, typically, uh, they it's usually about the same time as school starts back, as things uh, kind of that end of summer, Labor Day, you know, that's the big thing coming up. That's a lot of times when they saw statistically that there would be higher incidents of uh, DUI-related crashes and injuries and fatalities so um, it runs it started on August 21st it ends on September the 7th Um, and it's just a a grant funded program through the state that allows uh, for more resources to be out there on the street looking for that Um, and you know if they I don't know if there are any checkpoints scheduled at this time I know MPD is not hosting any but Highway Patrol uh, from time to time, they will uh, set those up, and sometimes it's in Rutherford County. But with COVID, I don't know if they're actually going to do any of the checkpoints. But there will be increased officer presence out looking for impaired drivers. And um, yeah, we just ask that if you're going to drink, do so responsibly and have somebody else drive you or pick you up. I know all the checkpoints that the Highway Patrol had planned for the summer were all canceled because of COVID. So I, I, I do wonder if there's going to be any checkpoints for Labor Day weekend or not. Uh, it's 
especially with the the mandate still going on here, I can, if I were guessing, I would say probably no. Uh, plus, they, I know they're extremely busy uh, right now, still downtown with the Capitol, still got some things going on down there. So, um, uh, if they do, they'll always advertise those on in the DNJ, um, and you'll see that. And then they usually put out a press release just so that way people aren't um, bothered by the excess traffic if they travel that way. You know, in nearby Nashville recently, Metro Police made an arrest. Actually, two people were arrested for having a party at their house because of, I, I guess, social gathering rules, social distancing rules and regulations. Are we seeing anything, any problems with, with parties and groups of people coming together in Murfreesboro? Not that has really been a big issue. Um, you know, usually this time of year, MTSU students are moving back and they're uh, rekindling their social life. Um, but I think, like we talked about earlier, the online classes, I think fewer of them have physically come back to school. So, um, you know, I, I think they are uh, they don't want to jeopardize what little bit of social they have. So I think they're keeping their groups smaller. I haven't noticed, looking through the calls, near as many loud music complaints and, and things like that for our overnight shift. Now, the men and women that work midnights may tell me I'm crazy, um, but I, I don't think we've had anything like the, the one in Nashville. You know, I, I think people are, in general, when you look at the entire population, people are down. You know, they're just not they're not as happy as they were with everything going on with with the fact that there's less to do you know i I mean it's just a different time right now well i think every time you start to do something you stop and think and that's not normal for us you know just just having a cookout on labor day do we do this do we not do this who do we invite do we not invite is the weather going to be good so everybody can sit outside and normally you just say oh it's labor day we're going to grill out and everybody come over and if it rains we'll all come in the house and I think we all have to stop and think about it. Um, I think as a whole, maybe people are a little bit down, but I think what I've seen is a lot of people taking the opportunity of things going a little slower and finding they're thankful in the little things and actually spending time with their kids. Um, you know, it, at first it drove everybody crazy being home, <laughs> but I think that the new normal has kind of emerged and everybody's trying to find trying to find some thankful in it. It is true that everything is just so different, and I don't think, at least at first, people didn't really know what to do or how to react to it because they've never been basically forced to stay home as long as they have been. Oh, no, no. It's a lot of getting used to. Um, it is, but, you know, we're fortunate in this part of the country because um, we have green space. Most most people live in, in single-family homes or in apartment complexes that have outside entrances we're not like some of the big cities where we're in a tower and everybody has to come in the same hallway and and they can't get outside if they do get outside they've got a little bitty balcony to sit on so while our movement has been restricted some i think that we uh, we've been pretty lucky in this part of the world having while there's not a lot of stuff to do not a lot of entertainment to do we can still go out in the backyard we can walk the neighborhood walk the greenway do things like that and there has been a huge increase in people you know renovating their homes doing (laughs) landscaping so so people have you know i I guess taken the time to do those sorts of things Um, but outside of that you don't hear about people having 
parties like they used to or, or get togethers like they used to no i think if they do they're doing it um clandestine parties <laughs> being real quiet about it and then um you know i heard one buddy of mine their nephew had a birthday this summer so they did all get together they all sat kind of in little family areas in the yard and stayed spread around and and they could visit but they weren't normal hanging out together it's kind of weird isn't it it is weird now the the police department not too long ago they did a i guess a drive-by birthday greeting for a little boy here in murfreesboro who uh, was going through cancer treatment or had just finished cancer treatment so that was kind of cool right it was little uh, kai he is adorable you know um recovering from cancer and just a look on his face the smile when he saw those police cars come by it, 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 it was unbelievable and that's what it's all about when you know that's how we're building the bridge between the community and the police department you know by doing stuff like that and and like i said it, it if you didn't smile after seeing that you know something is definitely wrong with you it's pretty cool though that things like that are still done i mean things like that are what make murfreesboro still feel like a, a small close-knit community because i know we've grown so much over the years but things like that really do i think help people feel closer together it it definitely does it definitely does and it shows that you know our police officers are human too and uh in that particular case um detective albert miles the third uh he is a cancer survivor and so that was personal and dear to his heart and um it, it's funny last week when we had national um uh, dog day um got a message that kai when he saw the dogs he's like that's albert's dog that's albert's dog but it, <laughs> so he he's fallen in love with uh, detective albert miles the third and so he just thinks everything about the police department <laughs> centers around uh, uh albert so <laughs> that's yes, pretty indeed. funny so we, as we close out this morning, because it's already 8.56, is there anything else that's coming up that we need to be aware of or the community needs to know about? We um, hope so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the census is still going on, and um, it's to the point now the census takers are going to the doors that they haven't heard from. Um, so if you didn't get your card or you lost your card or you totally forgot about it, um, you still have a little bit of time to get that in. Um, you can actually call um and and do it over the phone or you can um do it over the uh over the internet i think it's 2020 census let me find the sorry and all the census workers they'll have a special badge i guess and a, a number on their badge so people can look it up to make sure or they will be wearing number. a mask um they have a computer bag that has the the census logo on it um they should have identification readily visible um, all that kind of stuff if you want to avoid them coming to your door take about five minutes five to ten minutes online it's a 2020 census.gov .gov, gov okay. um, and just you know, knock that out and and i did mine it's not intrusive they don't ask a lot of personal questions they're just trying to figure out how many people live in the house and and some demographics to figure out for resources because it comes down to all kinds of funding for resources from you know the government the, the federal government mm -hmm. and we haven't had a, a federal census was it 
it's at least 10 years in between so if you look at murfreesboro 2020 versus murfreesboro 2010 it'd be good for them to know how much we've actually grown and how many people are actually here yeah um, to get additional resources to take care of everybody well, that we're pretty much out of time now. And with us this morning again, Amy Denton, Clayton Williams, and also Larry Flowers with the Murfreesboro Police Department. Thank you all for joining us today. Thanks, Scott. Thank time you. right now, Thanks. 8.59. More news and information coming your way next. This portion of the show brought to you by Mapco. How do you feel about two for $3 Lay's or Cheetos? What about regular M&M's for only a dollar? These are just a handful of the sweet deals you'll find right now at Mapco. You'll be surprised how they always have great deals for your everyday cravings. And don't forget to download their My Rewards mobile app to earn points toward items like ice-cold fountain drinks and even fuel. The app is available for both iPhones and Androids. Stop by and save at your local Mapco today. We'll see a few scattered showers and thunderstorms here this afternoon with partial sunshine developing at a high around 90. Southwest winds at 5 to 10 miles per hour. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 77. COVID-19 has changed our world. And First National Bank of Murfreesboro is here to help you. We want to help you and our staff stay healthy and safe. I'm Shelly Rigsby, manager of First National Bank of Murfreesboro. And I'm Amanda Gentry. And that's why we're here encouraging the use of digital products in our drive-up windows. First National Bank of Murfreesboro at 2230 Mercury Boulevard. Now a part of the Capstar Bank family. Member FDIC. The voice of Rutherford County, the flagship station for Blue Raiders sports. Time on the courthouse clock is not a talk radio. WGNS, putting the power of your free speech into action on air and online at WGNSRadio.com.